you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. Today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Ben Iredell, on what his role is in pharmacy technology and pharmacy informatics. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Ben. How are you doing today? Of course. Yeah. Glad to be on it. I, I'm doing pretty well. Um, it's a nice day here in sunny California. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, we actually met in person recently at ASHP just a few months ago. So that was really nice to actually meet you in person. So that, uh, great talking to you again. Yeah, likewise. So uh, just for our listeners to kind of get a little bit of, you know, a little bit more about your background, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I am originally from Virginia. I was born and raised in Alexandria, Virginia, and I went to Virginia Commonwealth University for pharmacy school. During pharmacy school, I wasn't really quite sure exactly what I wanted to do. I, I was pretty sure I wanted to do hospital and residency but leaning more towards clinical. It wasn't until I did an admin rotation during my P4 year where I really learned what hospital pharmacy administration is all about. And that kind of leaned me towards admin residencies. And it kind of clicked that I'd already been so involved in different organizations in school as a leader that everything kind of made sense to go towards that path. So I applied to admin residencies all across the country was mainly looking for PGY-1 and PGY-2 combined programs um, because a a lot of them offer a degree as well at the same time, whether it's um, MHA, MS, uh, sorry, NPH or MBA. I ended up matching with um, the Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, and it was actually a specific type of admin residency called Medication Systems and Operations but it was still under the umbrella of HSPA residencies or Health System Pharmacy Administration, or I guess it's really called HSPAL now. Uh, They attacked leadership on the end. But anyways, during that experience, I got a lot of um, experience in the central pharmacy dealing with the carousel systems and Pixis unloading and loading and learned a lot about how Epic integrates all of these systems together um, and using the Met IDs and everything else. Um, and so when this position opened up at Cedar Sinai to be the informatics manager, it wasn't exactly what I was thinking that I go into right after residency, but it ended up being a perfect fit because I, I already had uh, a little bit of the baseline of informatics in terms of just the med- general medication list admin and things like that. I and mean, I had the management experience from my residency and it was kind of merging all of that together. It was interesting that I, I was jumping into this informatics manager role without any formal informatics training, but um, I quickly picked things up and I'm able to, I know the basics about, you know, everything informatics. So it's going well so far. That's really cool. And you know, that's actually not the first time that I heard that someone that had admin training went into informatics because one of my colleagues, he actually did it, you know, like you, he did a PGY2 in admin, not the same program as you, but he did PGY1, you know, general, and then went into PGY2 admin. And then immediately afterwards, he became an informatics uh, pharmacist over at Providence. So it's, uh, it's interesting to hear. And I think it's really cool because there are there is some crossover because you're not you know in admin you're you're discussing about managing people and managing operations and there's a little bit of that in uh, informatics as well with like the whole system side so do you kind of see like some of the the bleed over from your training in admin that goes into informatics 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think part of being in informatics, no matter what part you're in, um, you're going to have to do some project management because every implementation, everything, every change that happens to the system, you really have to go down the checklist and think, make sure you're thinking of every single thing that could go wrong, every person you need to communicate with, all the stakeholders. So I, I think you do get a lot of overlap between those because you have to really think in terms of project management for both. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like just going off of that, some of those additional skills, I noticed that you also had an MBA uh, that you were able to uh, attain back in 2018. And I guess how did having an MBA or going through that program also benefit in be- being a good like pharmacy informatics manager? Yeah, I would say the MBA definitely benefited me, not only in terms of project management, which I took a course in, but just in terms of leadership in general and creative thinking. We also took a number of, of course, financial and accounting classes um, that helps for that side of the pharmacy leadership aspect. But just in terms of management and team building and things like that is really benefiting me right now. Awesome. Awesome. So so your role right now, as you said, was pharmacy informatics manager. So can you kind of give in a general overview of like, if someone asks you, like, what do you do? Uh, what would you answer to that question? Yeah, it's a good question. So our, our informatics team here, it has the model where we're not technically part of the Willow team. Um, and so that's focused in onto the, or that's held by the IT department. Our, we call our EIS department. However, our team are kind of the liaison between the IT department and the pharmacy department. So we're housed within pharmacy. We interact with pharmacy managers and pharmacy staff the most. People come to us first for any troubleshooting of any systems. We like to say people think that if it has a button, then we own it. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you're familiar with the, um, that concept. But basically... Our, our day-to-day is management and troubleshooting and implementation of all the automation, pharmacy, on, uh, pharmacy automation in the department. And then, of course, submission of all the EPIC tickets come through our team for vetting before we submit them. In terms of me specifically, I manage uh, the pharmacists and the, our automation technicians. We're trying to build a more robust data analysis team. Um, and so I'm actually onboarding a pharmacist and soon a technician to join to be data analysts within my team. And we're kind of taking a larger step on that front. Um, we're going to try to use Tableau as much as possible since we already have access to that, um, as well as some other data analysis metrics programs. I'm not sure that quite answered your question in terms of what I do, but that's more of what my team does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And actually, I think I remember seeing that position open for the data analytics side, right? Like it was just a few months ago or maybe within the last year? Yes, yes. We found someone to to join us and so we're really excited for them to to start. Okay. So building that data analysis team or data analytics team, like what are you expecting the pharmacist in that role to be doing? Yeah, so we're, we're hiring someone with some SQL experience where we've gained permission from our IT department to have this person tap directly into our data warehouse that we house within the house system. They'll be able to build their own queries and create their own dashboards based on the metrics that we're specifically looking for. And this is for both clinical, operational, and financial metrics for the department as a whole. Oh, okay. So is it kind of like 
would they, I guess just for example, would they create dashboards that may look at something like turnaround time from placement of order to verification to dispensing, something like that? Yeah, definitely. That would definitely be an operational dashboard. And then in terms of the clinical, we have a lot of protocols that our pharmacists are doing. So we want to make sure we're com- being compliant. The pharmacists are being compliant with that. And then in terms of financial, of course, we have revenue versus um, cost and all that kind of financial data that we need to be looking at. Okay. Okay. That's really cool. Earlier, you were talking about like managing all the tickets and start doing the triage. So what is your strategy on that when the, when the things come in? And also when they come in, do they come in from multiple sources or do they come in from generally just a ticketing system or do you get like emails, phone calls, things like that? Yeah, we we generally get emails. Um, so we have a group email that the whole department knows about. If they see an issue within Epic or just any system in general, they'll send us an email. Um, and then we kind of triage to see if we can solve it ourselves. Of course, if it needs a, an Epic ticket, we'll kind of vet it to make sure that it makes sense from all the different standpoints that we have to be looking at. Patient safety, it, is it our standard build? Um, you know, is there a process for us to operationalize this change? And so, although none of us on my team have Epic certification, we we really know deep down like how things are supposed to be built to the point where we submit a, a really in-depth spreadsheet of how to build a new drug record. And so, the Willow team is very appreciative of um, everything that we know and understand about the system. And so we make sure that everything makes sense before we submit the ticket. Oh, okay. That's that's good. You're doing like the pharmacy informatics side and you're talking about the, the Willow team a lot. But there are things that are, you know, outside of Epic Willow, like things like the automated dispensing cabinets, things like the pill picker uh, machine that you guys have too. Can you kind of go over some of those other technologies that you are also involved with that's not technically part of the EHR? Yeah, definitely. So we, as you mentioned, we have Pixis here. Pixis ES, and we have a Swiss log pill pick, and those fall under our team. There's kind of an overlap, of course, with the manager who oversees the staff operating the machine, because if there's any decisions in terms of adding a new drug or, you know, changing the formulary, changing the what's loaded in Pixis, we generally try to feed those decisions to the manager overseeing that area. But of course, we're there to help guide decisions and provide any data they may need to help make their decisions. But in it, but once the decision has been made to add a new drug to the pill pick or to Pixis or anything like that, then it'll come back to us to do the build, to pend it, and to load it in Pixis. Oh, okay. So your team does the physical loading as well? We do, yeah. Uh, and then I guess for the way that Pixis works, uh, I, I kind of discussed this with a previous guest, but the the way that Pixis ES works, and this is something we have an issue with too, is that when there's a, a machine that automatically jumps into critical override, right? There's no like active alert that notifies us. So one of the things that, that I did and some uh, other folks did was that we have a scraper that runs on the kind of like the ES main screen to you know, check if that zero has turned into something higher than zero. So I was wondering, like, do you guys do something similar? Or is that like a uh, kind of a whoever's responsible for that day would just manage it? That's that's an interesting idea. I hadn't thought about that. But our department is blessed 
and spoiled that we have um, two automation technicians on my team that really do the the bulk of the Pixis maintenance, unloading and loading, par changes and everything like that. And so they actually have a you know their daily task is to check on the server to see if there's any cubies that need maintenance and things like that. So they run around the hospital and fix things like that. Um, they carry a phone as well that our staff can call. So it's more more of a manual check. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually good because you do have the staffing for that. And uh, I think it's just ch- a challenge for like smaller institutions where they may not have s- such a robust team. So, so yeah, like I, I think like that's really good that you do have the robust team. And, you know, being at Cedars, I kind of expect that, yeah, th- there will be people who will have that as part of their daily duties. So, so that's really good. Are there any other technologies that your team is also part of? Like, do you guys have smart pumps that you may be responsible for? Yeah. So there's a clinical engineering team here that, you know, does the deployment of the smart pumps, but we own the library. And so, yes, one of my pharmacists kind of takes that on. If there's any Alaris pump library updates, then we'll um, schedule them um, and make sure and test them to make sure that they work. Okay, cool. Cool. So I'm glad you mentioned that too, that you have like someone responsible for that. And one of the things I also want to emphasize when people do ask me about like informatics and working in interdepartmental, uh, is that, you know, a lot of times you're not just working inside the informatics area, but you may have interfacing with different teams. And I guess specifically for you, like how are the meetings configured? Like, are you involved in a lot of different meetings with like different departments? So um, we have we have a lot of internal meetings within the pharmacy department, and then we do have a a meeting with one of the IT nursing groups that meets every other week, and then there's actually a meeting that we attend with the IT physician champions that meets every other week as well. So anything any change that involves nursing or physicians has to go through that group as well. And sometimes, you know, oftentimes it overlaps with medication build. And so we'll have to go there to either present or to um, attend and approve the changes. Okay, cool. So that's pretty standard with like a lot of uh, informatics uh, pharmacy roles. So it's really good to hear that. And um, the the other thing I wanted to ask is related back to your training. So you did have your PGY1, PGY2, and you also are uh, board certified. And I wanted to ask you about like being board certified, how has that kind of helped you within your role today? Because, you know, people may be thinking like, oh, pharmacy informatics, you're just working with the, the health IT system. Well, why do you need to be board certified to know all these clinical aspects? So for you, like how has your BCPS or even your residency training helped with like making your job um, a little bit easier or a little bit more uh, impactful? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think anyone who becomes a manager or even uh, it goes into pharmacy informatics, you, it's good to have a really strong clinical background first because you really need to understand why, how these drugs are used, why they're used, you know, what the drugs even look like physically, what is it like to staff really um, on the floor of a hospital before you can really understand the systems behind the workflow. So I did seek out residency programs that had a strong clinical PGY-1. Um, and I was lucky to match at Hopkins because they did have a strong, basically a full PGY-1 before my PGY-2 started. And I felt confident enough in my abilities to take the BCPS during my PGY-2 year. So I passed that. And I, th- I think it's it's beneficial not only to to learn and test yourself on it, but basically shows in my credentials that 
I understand, you know, the the clinical aspect behind the pro- processes that we're requesting. Okay, cool, good, good. So, uh, so yeah, like I, I always like get that question too because a lot of times I think the students that I've uh, interacted with have asked me about trying to get into the pharmacy informatics space like directly, and it's a little bit difficult because of the you know you you can't really apply technology to improve things right without knowing the operation. So. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And uh, kind of going off of that too, if students or pharmacists, I guess it's a twofold question. Uh, if a student came up to you and asked you about how to get into informatics, what would you tell them? And if a pharmacist that's currently working elsewhere in a different setting, like community managed care uh, industry, something like that, and then they they ask you that same question, what would your answer be to them? Yeah, I would say networking is a huge piece. Um, and so you mentioned on every episode the pharmacist Slack. I would mention. I would definitely recommend joining that and other venues um, to network with people, learn how the systems work, even if it's peripherally. I would also try to volunteer or shadow. So I, I think any foot in the door, not only to meet people and to to network, but also just observe the workflow. So if you're a student, that would include taking an APPE rotation in informatics um, if it's available. Or if not, then see, I mean, as a student, I'm sure a lot of hospitals will just let you come and shadow if, if you're willing to do that, if you don't have a scheduled rotation. And then same for pharmacists, it, it may be a, mi- a little more difficult if you don't have that status of a student. But the more people you meet and the more people you shadow and learn the systems, the, better, the more uh, chance I think you have of getting in the door. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that advice. And uh, if, if anybody had any further detailed questions, maybe about uh, your career in getting your PharmD, getting your MBA, getting board certified residency, things like that, like what's the best way that they can reach out to you? Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn is probably the best way to search Ben Iredell, last name I-R-E-D-E-L-L. Um, and you should be able to pull it up. Awesome, awesome. So I'll be putting a link also into our show notes uh, directly to your LinkedIn for anyone who's interested in reaching out. But, uh, you know, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking uh, some time out. You're busy to be on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. If you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. And I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.